This is the Truth Network. God is a mean kid sitting on an anthill with a magnifying glass, and I'm the ant. He could fix my life in five minutes if he wanted to, but he'd rather burn off my feelers and watch me squirm. But this day could have been so much worse. I'm just glad you're okay. Okay? Newsflash! I'm not okay. I'm not okay with a mediocre job. I'm not okay with a mediocre apartment. I'M NOT OKAY WITH A MEDIOCRE LIFE! She bent down and turned around and gave me a wink. Said I'm gonna make it up right here in the sink. It smelled like turpentine and looked like Indian ink. I held my nose, I closed my eyes, I took a drink. I didn't know if it was day or night. Christian Carguy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Today's Christian Car Guy show, the antidote, right? You might have heard that Indian ink. Um, the antidote to overwhelm. Yes, Jerry, we're talking. I think we've overwhelmed is probably. Yeah. Everybody's there at some point. There is an antidote to overwhelm. And so you might have heard the very beginning of our intro there. We had Bruce Almighty from that movie which i just think that's an absolutely hilarious scene and he wasn't okay with a mediocre job or a mediocre life or a mediocre apartment and he you could tell he's overwhelmed his car was wrecked that day he lost his job all these things had happened to him he was overwhelmed and he needs a potion he needs something <laughs> and then, you know 45 and a 35 the stuff that drives us crazy we need a potion Yes, well, we here at the Christian Car Guy Show this very day, we are going to bend down and turn around and give you a wink, and we're going to mix it up right here in the sink. (laughs) (laughs) We have an antidote for overwhelm. You see, you know, God just had me on this lesson plan this week. You have your elbows in it, aren't you, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I heard a a podcast. It's an Ann Sons. They're the John Eldridge's boys. It's one of my favorite podcast that i listen to and there's two young men one of them's about 30 he's the older one his name is sam and his brother blaine is about i think in his late 20s 28 or so and the older brother was saying i am so overwhelmed he was like i've got my house there's just so much i've got to do he was like i just don't feel like i can ever get caught up and i wonder if 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 a lot of men younger men are like me like man there's holes in my walls that i need to fill my garage looks like a bomb went off in there and i could never get that straight now my car is messed up and i need to you know when i'm when i'm sitting at a stoplight it's not idling right and he goes but worse than that you know i don't feel like i'm loving my wife well and even worse than that i just don't have the time with jesus that i should have and that relationship and i'm not spending the time in the bible and 
And he said, I honestly, he's talking to his brother, he said, honestly, if somebody told me to go ma- climb Mount Everest twice next week, I think that would be easier than my life. And, you know, he's, he's, he says this. And, and so it wasn't two days later, I'm having breakfast with Darren Kuhn, who was the host last week's show, you might remember. Um, which Darren's a really good friend of mine, and, and we sit down at the pancake house over there, and we often do this. And, and as he sits down, he goes, Robbie, my life, man. He said, I feel like it's a sink full of dishes, and they're just no <laughs> getting them clean up. He said, I've got all this stuff with refinancing this new house, and, it, and, and, and then you know the house I have currently, there was a bunch of water from all this rain that we've got, and I've got to get in there and work on this flood damage. And then he starts talking about it. And then my wife, I just don't feel like, you know, that I'm, I'm taking care of my wife the way I... And he goes, and what's even worse than that is my relationship with God. It's just like, blah, blah. <laughs> I was sitting there listening to it. But I went, well, this is, this is not only just what I just heard from Sam Eldridge and from Darren Kuhn, but as both of them are describing this, I'm thinking of my own life and all the different things that are overwhelming me and so during the podcast after sam does all this discussion of his overwhelm his younger brother which (laughs) i think is significant he says well you know we have this superhuman um strength that that can help us in these types of situations he said it's called gratitude he said think about how many people wish they had a house with holes in the walls or wish they had that car that they could worry about whether or not it was idling right at the stoplight or wish they had a wife that that they could try to you know manage or even wish that they had a relationship with god at all and and as he said that jerry it it reminded me of a story i will never ever ever forget and the reason why i want to tell this story is I'm, I'm hoping that it will unlock something in your mind that's a story along these lines, because the stories of this are phenomenally powerful and I think can really, really help other people who are totally overwhelmed right now. And, and so I'm hoping that we'll, we'll, we'll have an opportunity to share some gratitude, some antidotes, but we need that to unlock in you and you need to hear the power of the story. So one horrible night, not terribly long ago, a dear family member attempted suicide, a dear family member of mine. And the terrifying wait to get to the hospital, the hours of waiting to see if they would recover were literally draining my life by the moment and my faith and all those things. I were overwhelmed to say the least. And then came the relational crisis as they were actually locked up in the psych ward because when you take, try to take your life in North Carolina, they're going to do that. And that led to this person begging don't leave me here and all these kind of things but we had no choice because the <laughs> you know the authorities take over at some point and 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 so this dearly loved one gets so mad at me that it's like don't bring him back i don't want to see him ever again you know like oh man and so that same day having no sleep at all i had to move my daughter tess into our house because she was going to start nursing school and we had to get her removed out right then. It was the, the, over a weekend, and we had to do it so that, you know, she could 
get her deposit back, and we had no choice. So I had had no sleep the night before, worked all the next day getting Tessa's apartment cleaned out. I had to fix holes in the wall and all those things. <laughs> We're up to like two in the morning, two in the morning to get that. So we finally arrive home totally exhausted after two days of all this. And it is February, happens to be about this time of the year. And as we walk into the house, the something had happened to burn out one of the heater elements and there's absolutely no heat and i promise you it wasn't 20 degrees it was freezing cold in the house and i'm like really god really like i couldn't even come to a warm house like but i said no, all right we're not going to a hotel everybody just find a bunch of blankets we're going to wrap up in sleeping bags or whatever we're going to do but we're not going anywhere tonight i can't take any more we're just going to do that so the next morning i get up and is my custom to actually spend time with God every morning. It's just those people who know me know I love that. And this particular morning, if you could picture the scene, I wish I had a picture of me that morning. All wrapped up in blankets. I got some coffee and it's steam is pouring off of that because it's, it's 15 degrees in the house or whatever it was. And it is my normal routine as I journal every morning to write down the things that I'm grateful for. Like, I'm grateful for this. I'm But this particular morning, (laughs) I was so far from grateful. In fact, I had to begin to tell God exactly how I felt. I wasn't going to pose, right? I was going to give him the straight, you know, like the gloves are off, God. Like you're you're trying to burn off my feelers like Bruce Almighty. And how am I going to act like I'm grateful when I'm clearly not? And then the smoke began to clear. The battle started to undo and I remembered an amazing nurse who had helped us that night at the suicide attempt. You see, this loved one doesn't do well with pain and they can't even deal with an IV. So when this nurse came in to do a blood gas test, I was like, oh, this is going to be some kind of horrible. And I, I, I had had one of those and they, they stick an artery. It's a really painful thing. And I was like, man, there is no way that, that we're going to be able to go through this. But that nurse was so kind and gentle that they rubbed on that artery for about 30 minutes before they poked it and when when it happens the the loved one says oh man that was easier than an iv <laughs> and so i was like you know what god you really you sent that unbelievably kind nurse oh man you know god i'm i'm you you really were with me in this you you sent that nurse and then all of a sudden it hit me like a brick jerry it was like oh and she lived Oh my gosh, I I can't believe, like, oh, 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 like, how could this, how could I miss this huge, gigantic thing? Now, can I say that it was an antidote for what was going on? We got more. Your story's coming up. Stay tuned. God is a mean kid sitting on an anthill with a magnifying glass, and I'm the ant. He could fix my life in five minutes if he wanted to, but he'd rather burn off my feelers and watch me squirm. But this day could have been so much worse. I'm just glad you're okay. Okay? Newsflash! I'm not okay. I'm not okay with a mediocre job. I'm not okay with a mediocre apartment. I'm not okay with a mediocre life! She bent down and turned around and gave me a wink. Said I'm gonna make it up right here in the sink. The antidote for overwhelm today on the Christian Car Guy show. We 
would love to hear your story of when you were overwhelmed and all of a sudden <laughs> you took the antidote and oh my goodness, you just looked up and realized like I did in the story I just told, wow, God, you know, you saved their life and, and like, how did I miss this? How did I could, how could I be so wrapped up in my world that I could completely forget the absolute important issues of what really it is that surrounds me, how I could be grateful in the midst of overwhelm. And so we need that story because those stories, you see, they unlock the real antidote. I mean, you can really see what's inside of that. And your story, who knows what people are dealing with right this minute that are listening to this show that would truly, truly, truly benefit from what you share today on the air. And this story is what make the Christian car guy show what it is. Okay. (laughs) It's the people that call in. It's you that share your stories that literally encourage people across the country. Um, We just picked up Atlantic City, another station carrying our show this week. We're so grateful for that, by the way. Those of you in Atlantic City, we want to shout out to you. But 866, the number to call in, which don't hesitate. God's putting it on your heart to call, 866-348-7884. 866-348-7884. And Jerry, I didn't know when I was on this game plan that, or this lesson plan that God had you on this lesson plan this week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, when we came in, we started talking about it. It just sort of like just hit me between the eyes. It's sort of that, you know what? I mean, I just experienced that. I was telling Robbie earlier, I said it's been it's just sort of season of my life and stuff where – parents are, are are older and dealing with alzheimer's and just all of those issues and uh trying to restructure some of the business stuff and and it's just and we're just extremely busy and i feel like you know what more than i can handle and then this past week one of my, my trucks blew a head gasket and then i it just seemed like it's one thing after another and you almost feel like you know i don't have enough time for for my wife for my i feel like i'm neglecting her sometimes my daughter and then Wednesday was one of those moments that um, I was down at a, my sister's house with my mother, who said had has Alzheimer's, and it's just been just been really it's just got sort of getting confused a lot and just just trying to battle through that and get through that, and I'm sort of feeling sorry for myself having to do that. And I get a text, and I missed the text to start with. My wife says, uh, you got a text from Angie, uh, one of her friends at Pinedale, in my Sunday school class and stuff, about a friend of ours, uh, Mike, being in an accident at that Baptist hospital going into surgery. Well, then she followed up that it's, I think it's pretty serious. So at that point, I knew I needed to get over there. So I, so I jump in my car. Like I said, my truck's broke down, so I jump in my other car, as soon as I get on 52, the transmission blows out. So I managed to limp it to, to Baptist Hospital in second gear. And there, by this time, I'm, I'm ready to burn it out in the parking lot. And I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. And I'm like, well, I'm sure everything's going to be all right. But something inside. And I get there. And, and, and God places people to sort of help you along and stuff. The, the woman, the receptionist, knew I was. So we talked a little bit. And I was able to find where... Where, where Mike was, and they had him under a different name, and, and then the chaplain came down. Well, at that point, um, you know, just sort of put everything in perspective pretty quickly because he had been in a traffic accident, and, 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 and Mike had, had, had passed away. 
And it's a fifty three year old man is somebody that that as I was telling Robbie, I mean I don't I've never heard anybody ever say a bad thing about him and stuff because he was just uh I mean he 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 just he loved the Lord, he loved his family, he loved his church, he he was committed to to to, to preaching the gospel every every step of the way and stuff and Wednesday I'll say one thing, heaven got one of the best saints I've ever ever known and and, and that's something to, to give you praise and me for me to praise about but yet on this side of heaven I, the reality is he's left a wife and and two children they're going to have to cope with with the loss and at that point I'm sitting there as I went back with uh, uh, Becky to where his body was and stuff and, and, and I'm sitting there and we had prayer but at that moment that, that there was a moment during that prayer that the prayer was for me more than it was for Becky or Mike where it was you know what just the perspective of it all changes I mean the things we get I get so stressed out over at that moment didn't mean anything one thing that really mattered through it all was the fact that I knew where Mike was I knew where Mike was going to spend eternity and I knew that his family was going to have a hard time with that. And I knew that they knew that also, but still that loss. And so at that point, it's all the stuff that, that for the last few weeks that I've been so stressed out about. I mean, really, what, what does it matter? I mean, it doesn't. I mean, God will get me through that, and we'll get through the end of it, and the end of the, end of the sort of get the end of that journey. You look back, and it wasn't much to it. But sometimes, as you told your story and stuff, and where, you, where you're almost angry, because I think sometimes I can get angry, because I, I will get, I don't know if it's angry or frustrated with God, that why can't you see this my way? All of a sudden, just that moment in time where I realized, you know, all the time here, it may be 53 years, it may be 61 years, it may be 80 years on this earth. End of the day, that's just a... That's just a, just a glimpse in time. What God's focus is for us is eternity and how we stay in contact with our relationship with Jesus Christ affects the relationship with everything and affects circumstances in everything. And to me, that was just that night where I needed to step back. And, and I tell you, I've, I've dealt with a lot of death in our church and stuff, but this one was, something about it was just different. And, and I hurt and I couldn't sleep that night, but I realized what is important. That antidote was just knowing that the only thing that's important is my relationship with Jesus Christ, and then everything else will fall into place. So you got something touched in your heart. It's time to call. We got all these lines open, and I'm waiting. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who, by the way, I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my 
side pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. The antidote for overwhelm <laughs> today. You might remember Love Potion number nine. I, I loved that song when I was a kid. There is an antidote. If you're in that particular situation of like, oh my goodness. And we can tell you that gratitude is the antidote. We can tell you that your relationship with God is 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 where you're going to find something other than overwhelm, um, that you will... But the stories are what matter, and so we would love to hear them, 866-348-7884. We do have plenty of lines open, although we have some callers right this minute. We're going to get to in just a second. 866-348-7884. Jerry, one of the things I really think we should discuss a little bit was what actually happened with this accident, because I think there's some things here we can all learn. Um yeah, I, it's, it's the Christian car guy. It's kind of like, wow. Yeah, I mean, Christian car guy, so we'll talk a little bit of car stuff. And But, yeah, that one thing that, that I learned from it is, I mean, there's no, and which something I already knew, but it just sort of brings it to the reality is, you know what, we have no guarantee for tomorrow. I mean, this is a, a, a young man and, and goes out to, run to the store real quick on a on a rainy wednesday night to get some pickles and he just wanted some pickles yeah, yeah and 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 it was pouring i mean for those of us who are not in north carolina i'm going to tell you wednesday night it was pouring rain it was pouring rain yep and not very far from his house just just runs off the shoulder of the road and and the thing is me and robbie are sitting here and we've all can think of times we have done the exact same thing and no matter how many times, because I always, I, I think back me telling my daughter and stuff driving, you know, just always just don't try to correct it. Don't try to get back on the road. Just slowly come to a stop. And if it means getting further off the road and let the car just sort of slow completely down, let it gather and then get back up on the road. But our natural instinct is, I say that, that's the way to do it. But I'll tell you what, if I leave here and run off the road, I'm jerking it, trying to get back on the road. And, and that's what happened. And and just uh, all the elements and everything, you know, put it into a line of another car. And so, you know, it, it seems like such a simple thing that everybody does and, and has had happen to them. But just that one moment, just that one moment in time where where everything just sort of played into, you know, the, the weather and the conditions and speed. So he, and he attempted to get it back on the road quickly. And when he did, he 
turned into the path of an oncoming car, mm-hmm. and from what the police said, right, neither had touched the brakes. Yep, didn't look like there had been brakes applied, and that's, like I say, it's probably happened to all of us, but, uh, and it could, you know, you think about it, it's, it, it's just kind of, you know, how we just don't, we can't take anything for granted. That, that's the antidote for me is just not taking anything for granted. Yeah, like my wife could be leaving to go to the store for pickles, and like this could be, I mean, we just have what we have, and praise God we've had it for as yeah. long as, as then, we do. And then and, the blessing is that, you know, you go back and you hang it on, it is the type of man that Mike was. I mean, I know where he is, and I know that, you know what, as much as he loved everybody and loved life itself and loved his, his time here and his kids and stuff, I don't think he would come back. I mean, because he's he's just waiting to buddy come join him. Yeah, that's yeah, true. We got Keith. He's in High Point, North Carolina. Keith, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. I'm, I've got a little little story, and uh, I'm still kind of going through it a little bit. But it was in uh, 2017. Uh, I own my own business and been celebrating my 30th year in business. Congratulations. Uh, really? Thank you. But that was in 2017. But it was like a year or a year and a half before that, I started getting a funny feeling in my chest once in a while. It just felt like tickling right in the center. You know, I take some aspirin and all that. I ignore it where I'd be praying about it, and they'd go away and say, everything's cool. But every once in a while, a little voice in the back of my head said, go to the doctor. Well, no, no. Anyway, this went on, and in uh, June 2017, this same little feeling came on, but it was stronger. And I got thinking, well, I did my usual thing, took my aspirin, went that, you know. But this voice kept saying, go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor. They sent me up. After I went to the emergency room, they shot me over to Baptist Hospital. It was on a Friday. And then on a Monday, I don't remember much over the weekend, but uh, Monday was the AM Tuesday. I'd woke up and I'd had uh, surgery on, on my heart where there was a, uh, there was, uh, three aneurysms were trying to reside in my, on my aortic arch. Oh, my word. And uh, the whole fact is I got that they, re- they repaired one. They couldn't repair the other two. They said it'd probably kill me. And they, uh, but anyway, the, after a couple days after I woke up, they said, well, we're going to get you up walking around. I was thinking, man, y'all are crazy. And they, uh, but I, I went walking around as I was walking down the hallway in the hospital. I kept looking to the rooms on my left and my right at the intensive care unit. And I started just, I started praising God. I had tubes coming out of me, but I looked and I thought, I've got it in pretty good shape. And they, uh, anyway, they uh, uh, said, you know, they probably could repair the other two, but there'd be a possibility that, you know, there might be something really might have par- par- paralysis. I said, well, we're going to forget that. And they, uh, but anyway, my whole point is that uh, I was praising God when I was in that shape. I was able to look around and know that. You know, yeah, my condition was bad, but I've been blessed. I had 30 years of business, you know, good business. It was finally taken off in the several <laughs> final years. We were really making good profit. But the uh, 
I just kept praising him about it in my mind, and you know. And don't and you feel like Keith? As I, as I as I hear that, I I I can so relate to like, oh my goodness, you know, you're overwhelmed by the whole idea that you know you you could possibly die. I mean, that, that that's something that overwhelms you when you go through something like that. But the thing that amazes me that I think is just beautiful, it's like God sent you that little hint. Like he, he was winking at you in a, well, that's how I felt. Like I didn't come up with this on my own. <laughs> I'm not that smart. Yeah. Like he just sent this little message in there like, I got you. I got you, Keith. It, I, I felt he did. And uh, I think the Holy Spirit had been talking to me for about a year and a half before that because whenever I have those feelings you know, in my chest, uh, you know, like you know, it was really quite like, go to the doctor. You know, like, <laughs> but on that Friday, I mean, it was like, Keith, go to the doctor. Like, yes, sir, boss. Yes, sir. So maybe there's somebody listening right now that they've been hearing these little, you know, it could be time to go to the doctor. <laughs> well, let me let me add this in too. Is uh, I had to close my business. I couldn't work, you know, work or anything like that. Not yet. I'm slowly getting back there. But I do want to tell your listeners this: God did not do anything to me. He did not put that upon me. He delivered me from it. He delivered me. I was going through the valley of the shadow of death. He pulled me out. He didn't give me anything to teach me a lesson. I've I've heard that before, and I've looked through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I've not seen yet where Jesus walked up to somebody and said, Boom, I'm going to strike you down to teach you a lesson. No. (laughs) The The Lord has delivered me. He delivered me, and up to this day, that's, there's some other things that happened since then to now, and, you know, because of what happened then, my, I'm still trying to get my faith going. It's stronger now, but I'm still taking steps. I'm doing my uh, uh, spiritual therapy. You know, you got physical therapy. I got, I'm doing my spiritual therapy. But Well, God, let me just say that we're delivered. honored that one of the things you're doing is listening to the Truth Network oh. and... Man, I love this station. <laughs> well, I, I love do too. it. I do too. It's, it's great. Obviously, he changed is, my life. <laughs> he, he is a deli- the Lord is a deliverer, and like you saying earlier, we can't see the things that He sees. Right. And we, you know, He is a He delivers us. He came here to give us life. And and, and uh, I don't believe in that flab and grab that were naming claiming stuff, but he did come down to give us a life and more abundantly. Oh, we got to go to a break, they, Keith. I'm sorry. Um, thank you. But thank you. Thank you. And we need your story. There's plenty of time. 866-348-7884. Get it in. Come on. Thank you. God is a mean kid sitting on an anthill with a magnifying glass and on the end. He could fix my life in five minutes if he wanted to, but he'd rather burn off my feelers and watch me squirm. But this day could have been so much worse. I'm just glad you're okay. Okay? Newsflash! I'm not okay. I'm not okay with a mediocre job. I'm not okay with a mediocre apartment. I'm not okay with a mediocre life! She bent down and turned around and gave me a wink. She said I'm gonna make it up right here in the sink. 
the antidote for overwhelm today on the Christian Car Guy Show. We would give you only got one segment left to tell your story, and nobody's. I don't have any lines, so you know that means somebody needs to call. Yeah, that story is going to be an encouragement for somebody. Somebody listening needs to hear your story. 866-348-7884-866-34 Truth, and so many. Even my wife at times takes that and i suppose i do you know to where i think well god's going to punish me for this you know what keith just mentioned you know i'm an aunt and he's he's got that big magnifying glass and he's going to burn my feet <laughs> i love that scene in bruce almighty like you know um and 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 we have this sense of it when it is so such a lie from the enemy okay he is satan is just hoping that you will take that bait and that you, you'll go along with that particular situation. So that is why this antidote is so powerful. When you can turn on that and go, no, that's not true. God loves me. I, I have a beautiful wife that, that is on my side and begin to be grateful for the things that are, that are involved. And so one of the things I really am grateful for, and I thought about it this week, is the Jesus Labor Love, which if you've listened to the Christian Car Guy show much, you've heard us talk about this ministry that's within the show that helps single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And so, you know, every time somebody donates or prays or all these things, you know, we get to see the blessing as a result. And so, as I was telling Jerry during the break, one of the things that I can easily get overwhelmed you know, this person's like you, Jerry. They got, you know, their one car's got a head gasket that's blown, and the other one's just blown the transmission. And as you listen to them explain all this, and you hear their financial situation, which is often very bleak, you you can't help but get overwhelmed with them. But interestingly, you know, God has given us this gift of prayer, where I always early on in the conversation, ask, and we turn, and here we go. And as I begin to pray with that person, God helps me to begin to break all the agreements that actually I've been making that this is unhelpful, you know. He, and, and he begins to break that for the person that I'm praying with, and, and the result of, uh, there's just no explaining the fruit of prayer in this particular situation, not to mention that it it really helps unburden my back from things that I I know I really, so, but I got a little burden here I'm going to share with you. So I had a call on Friday from a 91-year-old widow, um, which I'm just honored. You know, I'm just like, God, how cool is this? And as she's beginning to tell me her story, her father, her husband has passed away, and her son passed away before her husband, so she literally has no one. And so she's starting to tell me what's going on. And, and I said, so what's going on with your car? Well, I have a new car. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, we're, it's running okay. Oh, yeah, it's running great. I said, well, will you help widows, don't you? I said, yeah, what, you know, what can I do? And she goes, well, I've had two strokes. And I, I can't fix my own meals anymore. And as it turns out, she lives in Jamestown which isn't serviced by the Meals on Wheels because the Meals on Wheels people in Forsyth County or the people in this area, you know, they don't care what your income is or anything else. I mean, if you're homebound and you can't get meals, then there you are. But here, this, this situation is a little different. It's in Jamestown. And so I'm just asking for prayer right this minute. I mean, really, 
Jerry. I, I, I know God's got an answer for um, this sweet, sweet lady. Um, I just don't know what it is right now um, because where she's located versus the services that are available in her area. But I got to feel that somebody can help her get some meals going. You know, there's got to be a church or something in Jamestown, North Carolina that does this kind of work. And so, you know, my email is not hard to find. If you go to christiancarguy.com or you just Google Robbie Dillmore, I'll bet you, you can send me an email if you know somebody in that area or just be praying that God will make it happen. Yeah, God will bring somebody and, and forward. Yeah. yeah. I just got to believe that there's somebody somewhere that can help this um, this lady. And, and what an honor it is that we get a chance to join into this because, you know, God wants her to have all that, doesn't he? Yeah. And you know what? And I think really, you know, you sit there and go, it has nothing to do with a car or, or, or needing a car repaired or needing a car. You know what? It all It's all about having what she needed was just to know that somebody cared. And know, more importantly, that when you offer to have prayer with them and stuff, it's not that, that Robbie cares or Christian car guy cares or Jesus labor of love cares. It's that Jesus cares. He is. Yeah. That's. That's powerful. And it, and it is in so many different areas of, you know, this antidote we're talking about today on the show that if somehow or another, in spite of how you're overwhelmed, you can somehow turn in prayer. You know, I feel like he, 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 he's going to find, he's got the key, <laughs> you know, he's got, he knows my heart. He knows your heart. Like he knew exactly what to send Keith. He knew exactly what to send you when you were praying with that, those people in the hospital. And, and he knows you so well that if, if you will just turn. It's just, just humble yourself. I mean. And I say this often, and, and uh, especially in our Sunday school class and, and stuff is, you know, what we leave and go out and, and throughout our day and, and just our, just living our life, remember that there's somebody that you may come in contact that day that the only Christ they see, the only Jesus they see that day may be you. Not that it's you, it's just that Christ is working through you. And that, that, that takes a responsibility to to be available and to answer the call and to and it's interesting to me jerry they come from all sorts of different angles right yeah that it could be somebody walks up to you from you're staying at the gas station i've had that happen um you know or you you know somebody brings somebody into where you work and they are, are in this crisis and it's an interesting thing because often i'm sitting there going well, i got nothing how could i help but you always, always, always have the gift of this antidote yeah. of prayer, of connecting with God in the situation with them or, 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 you know, why not? I mean, it looks like it's beyond my capability to help this. What you got right that minute is the ability to say, hey, is it right if we pray with you? Because I'm totally overwhelmed yeah, I, by that. Yeah, some, sometimes the... the, the the best thing we can say is I don't have the answer, but I know that somewhere, somehow, the answer is out there. And the one person I know that does have the answer is is my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And just say, let's just put it at the foot of the cross and let's just just open up and pray about it. I mean, that's you know we we can I can I, I hate saying we when I when I need to say I I can complicate things. 
<laughs> me too. I don't know why that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, you know what, just just get to the basics. I mean, it's, it's, it's that relationship. It is. It is. That is that is the antidote. He want, He has the key to your heart. He has the key to the heart of the person that you see struggling. And and as you begin to, to meld into him, it's it's fascinating to me and just beautiful that he, that he truly is the antidote. And, it, and it's way beyond my understanding, but it's very cool to sit back and watch and to know that we have it all for our families as well. So thank you so much for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. And, uh, of course, ChristianCarGuy.com, where you're going to find the Jesus Labor Love Car Repair Labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. We would greatly appreciate your prayers, donations along those lines, whatever God puts on your heart. Thank you for listening. Oh, remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got, you know, everywhere, everything he needed to do in 33 years. Robbie, great show. Oh, it's fun. Thank you. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Sometimes words meant to reassure have the opposite effect. I am Karen Mulder with today's Caring Wisdom. Jerry, whose son served in the military, said, I received a number of reassuring pep talks when I expressed my concern about my son's safety and well-being. People said, he's in God's hands. God will take care of him. Don't worry. Jerry says, none of those things were helpful. I do believe that we are all in God's hands. However, that provides no assurance that we will be safe from disaster or harm. It would have been much more helpful if people would have said to me, wow, that must be really scary or difficult or hard. So in most caregiving situations, it is best to do just what Jerry suggested. Listen, experience the person's pain, and pray with the person. God bless. Thank you for visiting wisdomofthewounded.com. Resources on how to care well.